your weekly fix of Asian music. This is Asian Pop Nation. You're listening to Asian Pop Nation. I'm Senya, your EP here at APN, and we're really glad to have you because we have an awesome lineup of discussions. No interviews tonight, I'm afraid, but we have some novelty news from around the world, including Taiwan and name changes and sushi. What's up with that? We're also going to be talking a little bit about revenge travel and what that means and where we'd want to revenge travel. You'll find that out soon. And we're also going to talk a little bit about Lego scenes and which Asian cultural landmarks we would love to see as Lego sets. Some of us are a bit scared to go to any extremes for food, but in Taiwan, some people aren't too scared about that. Let's hear what Celeste has to say about a craze that has been happening in Taiwan for sushi. Now, I know we've like spoken about Asians being really cheap about things and trying to get discounts. But recently in Taiwan, I don't know if the rest of you have heard, there was this company who was offering free sushi if the person had the Chinese character for salmon in their name. And so people went and got their name changed at the, I think it was the min something, just to get their free food. And some people have found out that um, since changing their name, they can't change it back to their original name. So they're stuck with the summer name in their name. That's so repetitive. <laughs> but yeah, what I want to ask the rest of you is how far would you go just to get free food? Because I don't think I would change my name, but there are things that I would go like if they asked me to do like a dance competition for free food, I would dance my life away. <laughs> so yeah. Does it depend on the place or is it more the type of food? Probably the type of food. Like, I'm really into Korean fried chicken. So if I can get free fried chicken, yeah, I'd do anything for that. Like, you want me <laughs> to post on Instagram? Sure, I'll post on Instagram. Just put out free chicken um, or desserts and stuff. Yeah. Mm. How about you, Xenia? <laughs> Specific oh, food type that you would get? It's kind of a mix. get for free? Because there's this company called Hui Pinoy and they do awesome Filipino food mainly at events though so they don't actually have a restaurant station anywhere so the only way you can really get them is if you go to like the Asian food festival or other events like that so I think I would do anything just to have them <laughs> be in a location that I could easily go and access their food. Yeah, whether, like you said, dance competition. I probably would even change my name if, <laughs> if that meant that they <laughs> I could get bit. free food from them because it's really hard to find good Filipino food places and they just do it so well. So, yeah, that's definitely for me. JP, have you got any thoughts? Would you do the same? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it depends on the food, right? If we're talking like the highest quality sushi, like the type of super expensive sushi that only people in the highest echelons of society could eat, I would straight up change my identity. Like I would go full, <laughs> full on spy movie, right? Just change everything, my name, even my face, surgical reconstruction. If they need that, sure, done. Give me the sushi. That's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> so basically you want to do a mission impossible self for the get a sushi right yeah that's it <laughs> i mean would you know? i'll just ask them can i get free sushi that's it maybe you can work there. well i'm not sure if you get free sushi if you work there but you'd maybe get discounted but that's not exactly the same it's depending on what place you would be working at to be honest but mm. yeah but is it sushi for you or is there another food or drink that you think 
you would go above and beyond. Uh, I guess I can go for the chicken cast too. I always like that. <gasps> so if they the told you that if you danced for them, like a three-minute dance, they'll give you free katsu, would you do it? Um, uh, I haven't done that. It doesn't have to be a good dance. You just have to dance. I'll just give them the YMCA, so yeah, might as well do it. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, the same I would love to sequence, see that. The same sequence for three minutes straight. <laughs> <laughs> I just want the free food. That's it. I don't care what it takes me. I just want it. Uh, you know what? I would change my identity just to see Aaron do that dance for three minutes straight. <laughs> if you want to see Aaron do that dance, then we'll we'll give him free katsu. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how many people give me free katsu, Aaron, and maybe we could post it on our social. <laughs> if you're willing, if you're willing. So if you're interested in seeing Aaron perform, then follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter and give us your offers for free katsu for Aaron and let us know there. We are Asian Pop Nation. I'll take that back. I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> the last song we played was by Taichi Mukai called Colorless, which is ironic because we're actually going to be talking about a game that contains the word colors. Life is strange, true colors, and something interesting is how it relates to Asian representation. So let's hear what the team at APN has to say. Well, life is strange, really, if you can say that, but, oh well, life can never be that strange at all. If you haven't heard Life is Strange, this is a little Life is Strange. Life is Strange is an award-winning and critically acclaimed episodic adventure that follows pl- different p- characters from each of the individual series. You got the first game, then you got the prequel, then you got the spin-off-ish one-ish episode that's leading up towards the second uh, second season, or I like to call it Life is Strange 2.5, the Mexico Cartel Saga. Exactly, we can't call it that, sadly, but oh well, we can never tell that. But anyhow, the upcoming series of Life is Strange, True Colors, follows a new character named Alex Chain, a young Asian-American woman whose brother is killed by a mysterious accident. Using her hidden psychic abilities to read and manipulate the emotions of people, Alex is determined to find the truth and behind of her brother's death. This is something we... Well, I'm not sure about the we part, but I'm definitely intrigued by this part. But the thing is, we're not sure this is going to be episodic. This could be a full game, so let's hear everyone's opinion. What do you think about this having an Asian-American protagonist for this game? What do you think? Yay! Nice. <laughs> <laughs> what were the was, was the cultural backgrounds of the characters in previous games that important? Uh, not that I think of. No, the first game didn't have any of that. The prequel did not have any of that. Spinoff of one-ish episode, Captain Sparkle Winkles. I'm gonna call him that. Sadly, uh, <laughs> no. But see, part two had a bit of that one. To be honest, I had a tiniest bit of that with other characters on the sidelines. Pretty much it. As far as my memories goes, anyway. But oh well. I've never played the game, but I'm sure it, it's a concept that I would probably be interested in watching as a, a game walkthrough on YouTube because I've never really bought any games. But I think that would be interesting. I'm not sure how much we will delve into her background because she was adopted or she was fostered by another family. So perhaps there is something there because I think Gabe, her brother, is meant to be her blood-related brother. So maybe we'll see. But I don't know. Celeste or John Paul, any thoughts? I'm happy for like an Asian American protagonist, but yeah, I don't know about any cultural heritage that'll like be put in place with this game because yeah, they were like what adopted or something. So the storyline just kind of cuts off at the culture and it's like, yeah, they're just Asian American, but hopefully it'll be a good game because I've played the previous games or just like two of the previous games and they were very good in my opinion. 
Yeah. How much do you know about it, JP? Uh, barely anything. <laughs> All I know is that there are people that uh, that can like time travel, and there's a lot of drama and teenage stuff. But that's the full extent of what I know. This is um, this is an American story, right? Yeah. Yeah. Asian American. <laughs> yeah, Asian American. Okay. The one thing that I question though is the power itself, because it kind of reminds me of you know the Wings Club, the live action version where they change one of the characters. Who's it? Musa to have similar powers like so, time travel no as in like she can feel emotions is um they changed muses powers from music to feeling people's emotions and when i read the story to the life is strange three colors it's like she's an asian american woman who can read people's emotions and kind of manipulate that too so kind of similar it's like we didn't get the right muser in the wings but we have what's her name alex chen who's kind of like musa ish so yeah and then wow, that's Winx. my thoughts. Yeah, Winx is really haunting you, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm quite annoyed. But... <laughs> <laughs> well, oh well. Put that to the sidelines for now. Alrighty. I don't know if anyone's going to play this game or has interest, but I will probably check it out. <laughs> so if anyone listening, you're interested in Life is Strange, especially True Colors, message us on facebook.com forward slash Asian Pop Nation. We're on Twitter and Instagram. Love to hear your thoughts. And the last song we played was Joe One's Born to Be Wild. And the wild is something that relates to this next discussion as we talk about nature returning to its green, luscious state. So let's hear what the team at APN has to say about this. You're listening to Asian Pop Nation on Sin. As you may know from last week's show, we talked a little bit about Earth Hour that happened last Saturday. And in recent news, Chinese scientists have turned an area in northern China that was actually dry, barren and eroded. And it was also the size, well, almost the size of France. And it was an area where many of the farmers in the area could barely grow any crops. So it was their project over 20 years to plant trees on the hilltops terrace the steep slopes by hand and add some organic material to the soil so that it can hold grazing animals and retain water. And over those 20 years, they were able to change the desert in that landscape to green valleys and productive farmland, which is why now Dutch scientists want to try and actually do the same in Egypt along the Sinai Peninsula. So what do people think about changing the landscape in such a dramatic way? Is that good for the environment? Or do you think we're sort of playing a bit too much into it? Does anyone have any thoughts? I'm not sure. I'm not a science student. I don't study environmental science. But yeah, does anyone think? I mean, neither am I a scientist. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know anything <laughs> about this stuff. Yeah, but like, despite uh, most of us being Asian, and I think we really follow the <laughs> science route that is very typically part of our journeys. But anyway, yeah, you were saying, Jungle, did you have any? Yeah, I think that's frightening. Just like the amount mm-hmm. of power we have to do that. Like, oh my goodness, that's mm-hmm. that's a lot. Turning a whole like desert into green. Yeah. And, yeah, I think it is possible. I think it's definitely possible if they do it in the Sinai Peninsula. Because I heard, like, I think before people started inhabiting that area, it was pretty green. Mm. Yeah, Sinai Peninsula. So I don't know. It could work. Mm. But should it work? That's the thing. Yeah, because I was thinking about it over the week. Like, is this too much? But then I realized how much humans have kind of changed the environment with development and industrialization. 
So I guess how is this much different? And I'm not sure if that means it's going to be as damaging because we're kind of changing the world to suit our benefits or suit. But I guess now it's almost like changing it for more of the world's benefits or for life's benefit rather than just ourselves. And it kind of reminds me of uh, this science fiction novel that's actually being adapted into a movie soon called Dune. And it kind of covers all of these ideas of what happens when we try and change the environment and what damaging consequences that has. But Celeste, Aaron, any thoughts? I think if the aim is just to restore it back to where it was. So as you said, the Sinai Peninsula was originally green, but now it's become a desert, then that is a good thing. But if they're turning it into farmland, it's a little bit concerning only because I watched like a Netflix explained recently and it was telling me how water was like a very important resource and we're kind of wasting it in creating farmlands in like barren areas, such as like what China's done in sort of deserty areas, turning that into like farmland, pumping it full of water so that it's able to grow crops for the environment. But water is such a precious resource. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. It's almost like how much other environmental resources are we pushing into this just to make it, I guess, what it once was. So, yeah, Aaron, how about you? I honestly don't know what to say, to be honest. I (laughs) honestly don't know. I'm no tree expert. I am no science expert. I am no green expert. (laughs) No, that's fair. I guess we're all just kind of giving our own hypothesis. But JP, were you about to say something? Yeah, you mentioned the water thing. There's no winning. You can't win. Because <laughs> <laughs> also, like you mentioned, Celeste, uh, they turned that area in northern China into farmland. So that just takes out more natural resources. So if they're trying to do something similar to the Sinai Peninsula, I think there's just going to be more environmental damage if we're sort of using it for that purpose. But anyway, on that grim note, <laughs> I mean, if you were like an environmental science student or an expert and are listening to our show, we'd love to hear your thoughts on what you think of this and whether it's a development in the right direction. So let us know at facebook.com forward slash Asian Pop Nation or on Twitter and Instagram at Asian Pop Nation. We played a song by Mariah called Killer, which ties into our next session because we're talking about a certain popular demon killing show called Demon Slayer. Heard of it? Probably. And an interesting crossover that they have done with Lenovo. Aaron is here to bring us the news. If you're living in Japan, you might be the one of the lucky winners, well, one of the lucky five winners, to win a gaming chair that's inspired by Demon Slayer. But yeah, if you're a winner, you would recognize it right away from a signature yellow and green threads on his backrest. A removed detailing of the sides and seed. Plus, not only that, you also get to have his katana holder on the side of the chair. That's for the one of the lucky five winners who get the chance to win this gaming chair. And my honest opinion? I would use it as a book reader instead of a gaming chair, but that's my personal opinion. But anyhow, what do you think of this? Does this improve gaming chairs to the gamers in the world of gaming? And so, what do you guys think about this? What do you mean by improve? I mean, it has a katana holder. <laughs> it just makes you feel like, good. Like. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess you can, like, you know, maybe it improves your aim just having the sword there. Like full on Counter Strike, <laughs> get those headshots. <laughs> It'd be good for streamers to have that katana on the side and just whip it out. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> whenever they want. <laughs> yeah, if they want to ban someone from chat, ban him. <laughs> yeah. 
But with gaming chairs, is it, I know it's the differences between a normal chair and a gaming chair, but I don't understand, like, is a gaming chair meant to be better, I'm not sure, for back support or long sitting? Is it designed that way? I've heard they're actually I've... not, like, they, they kind of <laughs> suck as chairs. <laughs> like, they, they make them look like these cool racing slash gaming chairs. But I mean, in terms of actually supporting your back, it's a, no, no, not too good. <laughs> Yeah, I have no idea what the difference is. They just look more padded than usual. Mm. Maybe it's easier to sleep I'd rather, in. Right. Mm, <laughs> I don't think so. But like, you know, you got ergo- is it ergonomic? Is that the word for it? Ergonomic? I think so. Good for your back. I'd rather have one yeah. than those. Yeah. Than a gaming chair. But if it came for katana, <laughs> <laughs> that's a different story. Yeah. It's slouch back versus katana. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of which is there like a household object you think would be better not necessarily if it had a katana holder but just like something that you think would be awesome to combine into this more cooler or efficient product an umbrella in case it rains that's already been invented but would you like oh like with a katana in it <laughs> is that what you mean the, Wait, the are, chairs are, for indoor use. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> what if I want to game outside? What about the rest of your equipment? Like, I'll, what? I'll make, make it waterproof. Don't worry. Your own umbrella, then. Just place it <laughs> to the ground. The umbrella on top of your gaming chair. Oh yeah. And your console and your TV. Like, what? <laughs> uh, that's pretty much just a room, then, isn't it? <laughs> like, what a portable yeah. room. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a bad idea, because you know those like electric wheelchairs. If you had a gaming chair and then oh had your like, power mode it's for yeah. you to move or... <laughs> so that you could game as well as move around. But that would be just like the epitome of laziness. <laughs> you know that movie, Wally? You know, you remember that movie? Yeah, like all of the people yeah. on the all the dudes ship. on the chairs and they're just flying That's around. The next step into the future. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Maybe this isn't a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know where I would want a katana. I think having it as an umbrella might be cool. It's like, I think that's already been done before, having a sword and an umbrella. Mm. (gasps) I don't know. A katana is one of those things that you want to display somewhere so people can know, oh, I have a katana. How cool am I? (laughs) And not hidden somewhere in like some household object. But maybe that's just me. Aaron, any thoughts? Do you have a katana? Or where would you want a katana if you had one? I do have a katana, to be honest. Oh, why? What was that for? It was actually given to me by one of my friends who used to went to Supernova with me. No, when Armageddon was a thing back in 2014. Oh. He to get rid of it because he's got another one. just like, here you go, you can have this one. That's it. So- was that the last one before they disbanded? Like, the event ended? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. I was there. You were there? Oh my god. I was on Sunday, if I remember correctly. I think I was there too on a Sunday. Whoa, no. (laughs) Wait, are you joking? Are you playing mind games on me now? No, I was there. So it was was passed down onto you. One honor. Oh, thanks. I just, I I kind of threw it in the closet. I didn't know what to do with it. You display it, like... Yeah, but where do you want me to display it, though? On the roof? Yes. Oh, you could like attach it to your antenna, improve the, I don't know, <laughs> improve the signal. Other than that, if I have to swap the katana, I will have to put, I, might have to, I know this is probably going to be a thing, but I know I want to have a little mini desk there. That's it. 
You just took my answer. I was going to say, I want a mini desk too. Cause, mostly because I don't have enough desk space already. And I kind of just want to like whip out a little mini desk from my chair and be like, all right, I can use this. Maybe turn to the side a bit so it's not facing this desk and like have one on one angle and then another. Yeah, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. It's official. We're playing mind games with each other now, to be honest. <laughs> just so insane. Yeah. I can't think of anything else that would be good aside from a cup holder, but I think they already exist. So if you have some brilliant, innovative ideas of improving our desk spaces, preferably using a katana, <laughs> let us know on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Asian Pop Nation. We'd love to hear your recommendations and maybe we can make them a reality. I'll try them out sometime. And the last song you just heard was Summer by Peter Ho. And guess what? We're going to be talking about something we wish we could have done a bit more over the summer, especially internationally. We're, of course, talking about revenge travel. And what is that exactly, you might ask? Well, you're about to find out here at Asian Pop Nation on Sin. Repression. Repression is a real thing. (laughs) The more you try to suppress something, the more likely that it's going to break out. So with that in mind, um, a lot of countries uh, around the world have started rolling out these vaccinations. And with more people getting vaccinated, it also means more tourists and more people uh, being allowed to travel and such. And with the summer holidays approaching, at least for most of the world and not Australia, the term revenge travel may likely be a trend that you'll see here and there. Essentially, it means... uh, traveling to take revenge on COVID itself. Like we've been locked in for the entire year, the entirety of 2020, and we're tired of it. We want to travel. We want to go all over the place. We're going to go here, there, everywhere as revenge just for this messed up situation we've all been thrown in. So that kind of begs the question, if you could, and if airfares became cheap, because that's also a thing that's happening, this whole revenge travel thing. Like initially, they'll be making these prices very low. Where in Asia would you want to revenge travel to? Celeste, where do you want to go right now in Asia? I sound like the typical Korea boo when I say Korea. <laughs> <laughs> where about in Korea and how long? <clears throat> well, um, I've only been to Seoul and certain outskirts or like provinces but what I want to do is go on a massive road trip to go to each region in Korea and try each of the specific regional foods it's something that I've always wanted to do because I watch a lot of K-dramas and they have like specific type of foods like raw fish off a ship or somewhere in Busan or something so yeah really want a road trip and then go to Gangnam for the (laughs) K-pop No, that's a that's a good yeah. plan. How about you, John Paul? Where do I want to go? I'm going to sound like a typical weeaboo and say Japan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Japan. Woo! <laughs> I'd say, hmm, where in Japan I would go, though, I wonder. I mean, I did go to Tokyo, and I guess it would be nice to be around people for once, because, you know, lockdown, you're all by yourself. But I think if I were to revenge travel, I would go to Tohoku. So like the northern area of Japan. That's where all the pretty scenery and landscape is. And like I want to do this cool journey thing. Like I start from the bottom of Tohoku and make my way up all the way to Hokkaido. That big island 
right in the north, in the middle of winter, snow everywhere. And if I could, and if I was fit enough, I'd do it on foot. Hitchhike or just like hike? No, why not? Just like travel through the landscape, go off road. No, just sit on a train. Like, it's not that. No, no, you got trains. Come on. (laughs) It's still scenic. It's the same thing. No, I'm trying to connect with nature. Don't you get it? I'm trying to walk. Did COVID really mess you up to a point where you'll walk all that way up to Japan? Dude, I need this exercise. I I barely walk. (laughs) I think there are some areas in Japan where there's still old trails from pre industrialization in Japan. So, oh really? Yeah. Love, yeah, I'd love to find like hiking it. trails or like walking trails because of how long it's passed since people used to carry processions from different yeah, yeah. regions. You know, I'd really love to just travel between like village to village. Like, mm. you know, small little villages that no one knows about. Just talk with the locals, see what kind of customs they have. That would be sick. Can you talk oh, to the locals? Well, I'm trying my best. <laughs> I'm learning Japanese. Benkyo shiteimasu. Yeah. Close enough. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully they understand enough. Oh, yeah. Imagine if you ask them directions, though, JP. Pardon? What are you going to do? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. And who knows? Why don't they start talking in a weird dialect, right? That's, that's going to yeah. be a big... Oh, yes. The further out yeah. you go and the like, smaller the region is, the dialects are different. And it's the same yeah. with Korea as well. Dialects are different, so... It's gonna yeah, be so fun. They're gonna make fun of me for being a Tokyo white. There, there. <laughs> That's how it be. Aaron, where would you want to go? I want to go to Japan for the first time, but if I want to go there, I want to go to Mount oh. Fuji. Oh, Mount Fuji. Yeah, something I want to go to because it's on a YouTube channel called Abroad in Japan. But if not, oh yeah, I'm... he's cool. No. Make sure you go on a nice clear day. Yeah. Make sure there's no clouds <laughs> or fog happening. <laughs> yeah. Sure. But if it's out of that, I might as well go to, I guess I want to go to Botswana, I think. Okay, why there? Uh, I don't know, to be honest. I want to go there one day eventually. I'm not sure why, but that's actually, it's been my mind for the last few months about it, to be honest. Maybe because it has some intriguing bikes there and elephants. (laughs) There's the zoo. (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) They're, They're different elephants. They're Asian elephants. Yeah, but you don't get to ride to the elephants in the zoo. You get to ride the elephants in Botswana. Oh, yeah, that's you true. You can ride them in Thailand as well. Like, the, there's a whole ethical issue there. <laughs> I'm trying to think where I'd want to go. I'm definitely thinking Japan. Similar where? reason. Yes. I want to go to Tokyo. Oh, my God. But I want to go during summer when they have those three major festivals. Oh. Yeah. So I think that would be so much fun going, sort of hopping and seeing the one in, I think, Aomori. It's like these beautiful floats then there's a tanabata festival in another prefecture and then another one where it's like these lanterns on sticks that are meters high and and they have to try and balance it on one area of their body whether it's their hand or their hip and they're like really heavy but it'd be awesome to watch that and also to try it out i think you get to try it out afterwards but yeah i think it would be just cooler to go there as a, a local or like live there, study or work there for a little while, as opposed to the tourist kind of travel. But as for the touristy kind of travel, I kind of want to go to Indonesia because I did a online program, but didn't end up going to Indonesia. Oh, so yeah. it, it was a bit surreal learning about a culture and 
peoples and not have any kind of connection to the place because you've never been and you've only seen it through what they've shown you and what they've told you. So actually going there and maybe even visiting some of the staff who was part of the program would be pretty cool. Yeah. And China, I think, would be cool as well. There's a lot of places, there's a lot of places in Asia that I want to see or like visit, but, you know, it's just even with cheap airfare tickets, it's probably not going to (laughs) be a cheap travel option. So it'd be awesome though to consider international travel again. If you want to go cheap, just go rogue like me and go travel by foot. just bring a tent and like just camp on the side of the road or something oh, yeah. it's safe to hitchhike in japan that's like common yeah it's really it's relatively safe to do that i think okay. yeah like I, I would trust japan if i was to hitchhike anywhere i would trust japan but yeah, japan. i just yeah i'm wondering if it's common like to have strangers willingly take you places well, I've seen enough videos, and uh, apparently, yeah, yeah, okay. they can be quite accommodating. So, you're in good hands if you go to Japan. Yeah, I'm really just shilling for Japan. Still <laughs> Japan. <laughs> yeah. So, if you are interested in going on a revenge travel trip and want to share your suggestions to us of places, perhaps that we want to go to but didn't even know existed, and if you tell us. Maybe we'll travel there when we next travel internationally. But let us know on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Asian Pop Nation. We will see you after this music break. Now this discussion heads over to Vietnam, where a certain collector has been making some amazing scenes and streetscapes from around his hometown, Hanoi. Let's hear what the AVN team has to say about this one. So an industrial designer in Hanoi, Vietnam, has loved Lego for so long, for as long as he can remember. And he has collected a lot of Lego to make these miniature versions of Vietnamese street scenes. So he is inspired mainly by scenes close to his home in Vietnam. So he's recreated his childhood house, a temple in Hanoi's old quarter, and also a living room during the 1990s for Lunar New Year with all its colourful and intricate details. So... With this interesting feature of this Lego collector and the Vietnamese street scenes he creates, what kind of Lego scenes or buildings in Asia would you be interested in seeing or building? I know not all of us are Lego fans, but if you wanted to have like this ornament, a Lego ornament in your room of some Asian landscape, what would it be? It could also be Lego pop culture, potentially, or Asian pop culture, but Lego form. Just to keep it broad. Any suggestions? Celeste, Aaron, JP? I would really love was... a Lego set of the interior of a Japanese temple. Like, there is this temple I went to. I'm not sure if it was in Tokyo or Kyoto. Kyoto! In Kyoto, there's this temple called Kiyo Mizudera. A, like, really big temple. I was so upset I didn't get to go there. But yes, I know exactly like, what you mean. It's really cool. Especially, like, just from the outside or it already looks really cool because it's situated on top of this mountain but once you go inside and look at all the structures you see how the actual structure of the temple makes these really interesting shapes with how the light comes in and how the shadows get cast i would love that i would hire this vietnamese designer to make one for me even if i had to change my identity (laughs) i'm surprised we don't really see them that often like japanese 
architectural Lego. I always like the Empire State Building or <laughs> yeah. the London, or like Big Ben or Elizabeth Tower. Well, I mean, with these temples, it's kind of like they're they're quiet and subtle in a way, just by their own nature. So not as easy to sell in like a touristy way. Yeah. It's pretty aesthetic. It's really aesthetic. All right, Celeste or Aaron, any ideas of what you'd love to see in Lego form? When you said pop culture, I was like, <laughs> BTS and not <laughs> like miniatures or like actual Lego figures of each of the reference. <laughs> no, life size ones, like yeah, really? <laughs> no, 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 I don't actually want that. Um, what I was thinking of was um, so you'll see it in around like Chinese temples and stuff, like the the Lion Guardian statues. Oh, that that's it cool. out the front, like. As protection, oh, yeah. so maybe those Lego because I can't afford a stone statue in my front house. <laughs> Lego is more affordable, <laughs> so I just put that out there. No, I absolutely agree. I think Lego, even though it can be expensive, is far more cheaper than buying yeah, far very large ornaments. Yeah, carved stone. It's like you're yeah. getting um like a lower resolution version for a cheaper price. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh-huh. and because it's plastic it technically lasts forever <laughs> oh no <laughs> <laughs> i mean can stone kind of lasts forever as well in its own way it starts to erode when nature gets to it well, i mean that makes it pretty is there no <laughs> <laughs> i think the first thing that came to mind i've just been obsessed with house moving castle lately because i just recently rewatched the movie I'm planning to reread the books again. So I think it'd be so cool to see an, a version of the castle in Lego. Oh, right. And then yeah. have, being able to open it up and actually see what's inside. I think that would be awesome. But it, as for an actual place, <laughs> maybe... I'm trying to think of a place that was really... Uh, I'm sure that's one of the Great Wall. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's definitely one of those, I guess, Asian attractions that has a Lego version. Just have but, like a great wall hanging like through your whole room, snaking around. Oh, that would be awesome. Imagine the accident of like stepping on it. Oh, oh no. I, well, I mean, the, the great wall is doing its job that way, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I actually think I would want like a Lego Asian dragon. I think that would be cool. Like a Chinese oh. dragon. So not a place, but still like maybe <laughs> an animal would be awesome. This is a dragon. But Aaron, do you have any ideas of what you'd want? Uh, if I had to choose, I might have to go with um I want to see the interior designer and exterior designer of a movie called Parasite. Oh, oh that would no. be so cool. <laughs> no, and that works well with Lego too. It's really geometric, right? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. It's uh, the basement <laughs> buried under. That would be nice. Yeah, pretty oh much. I want to see like how the uh, the basement designers actually look like, to be honest. Because we seen like the layout of like a bit of the layer from the movie, but I want to see like the full like interior of it, like how like how far it is and all that stuff. And especially like is it like another like another staircase or like how designed? Yeah, that would be sick. <laughs> this is no longer Lego; it's more like a real life version of it. Oh. Just the miniature would be nice. Are you, are you gonna get like a Lego version of the? I mean, the kid thought it was a ghost, right? Peeking out from the basement. We can have a little Lego figure of that. I can probably use Dobby for it, so I can use that. (laughs) So if you have some ideas for a Lego-inspired or Asia scene, Nick pop culture, traditional culture-inspired Lego, 
then we'd love to hear about it because who knows? I know actually that Lego does a lot of commissions for fans to make ideas or suggest ideas of what they think would be cool Lego sets. So maybe your idea could become a reality. So let us know at Asian Pop Nation on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So perhaps we can not steal your idea, but just like, you know, (laughs) talk about it and like, yeah, maybe build on it, but we'd love to hear about it. So yeah, let us know there. And our last discussion for the evening is about a new development in a Japanese company in regards to leave. So this one has some interesting terms though, but we'll explore that next here on Asian Pop Nation. It is unfortunately common to see headlines about Japanese companies not offering much when it comes to vacation time for their workers. But there is one company to save the day. (laughs) They're called Hiroro. Tokyo-based creative direction company, and they've recently made waves on Twitter for revealing that they would offer paid leaves for fans of idols who need to take time off to grieve or celebrate their graduation from the idol group due to either just general like creative creative choices in general, they want to graduate from the group, or perhaps they get married, so on and so forth. So what do you guys think? What group would you use this leave opportunity for? I didn't know that you idols left if they got married. Is that common? Yeah, that's common. I mean, like, even... Uh, um, Is that the case in Korea? No, it's different. Only Well, I'm, like, not attuned to Japanese idols because their whole dynamic is different. Like, I interviewed, was it Station... Youth Academy, and they're like, yeah. oh, we, we don't have choreographers, we do our own dances, and completely different. They more do things on their own sort of thing. Mm. It's like, I think with idol culture, there's this weird thing where, oh my god, how do I... I'm trying to find a way to explain this without it sounding creepy, but it is. It's like, okay. when you have the girl on stage, it's like she belongs to the crowd. Like, the audience kind of... Yeah. Yeah, and they try they try really hard to maintain that persona of purity mm. in a way that innocence so as soon as they get news of this idol having a boyfriend or something right it's always paparazzi and it's flashes on the news ah this idol has a boyfriend right all their fans get like mad yeah it's also yeah. similar in k-pop where idols would their advice or sometimes they're banned not to have or be in a relationship mm-hmm. they're like some companies are like yeah whatever doesn't matter yeah. i think it's a little but, tighter it's a little tighter in japan like I don't know if you remember, but there was some. There was this girl who was part of AKB48, and she had to apologize for having a boyfriend, and she full on shaved her whole head as an apology. Oh my god! Yeah, that was that was crazy. Did she have to break up with him? I don't know. Um, I'm not sure what happened, but yeah, that was devastating. Seeing her cry in that. Mm. I'm just like, <laughs> let her have a boyfriend. Screw you. <laughs> Screw you to say that. Yeah, but that's uh, that's idol culture there. Celeste, <laughs> you're all just gonna pin this on me because yeah, because uh, you're you're into this sort of thing, right? I think if there's any, Asian I'm into K-pop, not J-pop idols, but yeah. K-pop idols. Yeah, but, there's a yeah. lot of groups that I love, and yeah. you know, the day it's gonna be a while, but the day BTS ever disbands, I think I might need to use that leave, just like <laughs> a week. Yeah. 
to cycle through the songs on repeat and just remember all the good things, you know? Yeah. I could just imagine the world would be an uproar. Like, <laughs> yes, like it would be a whole national, no, an international day of just warning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but is there like but, a, um, a particular member who left similar to this new paid leave? I don't know. Kind of like I, I get sad, especially just like one ha who left Monster X. That was sad, but I wouldn't have needed leave. But you know, if that was offered, I would fully abuse that and just like oh, every idol that leaves a group. Yeah, I need some leave. I'm sorry. I just gotta take a moment to appreciate mm. that group being a group, and then they're no longer a group anymore. <laughs> sort of thing. You're not gonna join them. Join the idol group. Yeah. How, did, how would you feel if you were in a boy list? group? <laughs> well, I can't join a boy group. Like, they kick me out. Mm, mm, yeah, unless it's like a colored group. But yeah, if, I don't know, a member from Blackpink left and I joined, that would be cool. Oh. Are colored groups common in K pop? From what I'm aware of, there is two that I know. There's one called Card, and then there's Checkmate, who are releasing a new song soon. So check it out. <laughs> we'll probably be playing it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I know you, the rest of you are interested in idol groups, but if there was an artist that decided to say, I'm done with music, bye, see you later, this is it, would you use the annual leave to be like, oh, I need to mourn for this person because they're not going to make any more new music? Oh, see, yeah. I, I like music, but I totally respect if the artist no longer decides to create any new music. And I think what would hurt more is if they passed away rather than left the group because <laughs> I think they'd still be there. Maybe they'd still be collaborating. But if it was suddenly, oh, no, we're actually never going to get any other songs from them ever again. I think I'd probably need to take leave, but it'd be one of those things where I have to wait until it happens for me to really realize how I feel about that. But I think one leave that I would love to have just in general, maybe be like related to a kind of pop, Asian pop culture fandom is if your favorite anime series or manga series ends. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a big one for sure. <laughs> and you just need to mourn. But yeah, JP, what would you, is there an artist or... Maybe like mm-hmm. some kind of leave for your fandom that you'd want. Okay. It could be it was an anime character dying in your favorite anime, and you're just like, oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't think of any current like anime, manga, or artists, but I do remember the day when Tokyo Ghoul ended, like the manga ended. Mm-hmm. Like usually with a story's ending, you'd at least get to tie things in together, but. The thing the author did for Tokyo Ghoul, it was like the whole theme of the story was tragedy, right? So right at the end, when you thought the character may have had like a chance of winning, just cut, gone. And ends the story there. And we all got like super spooked. We had no idea what was happening. Like, is this the end of the story? Is there going to be a sequel? What's happening? Whole internet was in an outrage. Like, I swear, everyone was going wild. So I think... If that was to happen today, I would definitely need leave. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if that's going to happen with Attack on Titan. I don't know how it ends. I'm not sure if the manga's already. I, I think completed. it's already it's already ended. The manga. Oh. Yeah. Next month. 
Oh, it ends next month. Yeah. Oh, next month? Yeah. So it it's around the same time that the anime series ends. Yeah. Uh, season four is probably going to split up to two parts because the final episode for season four will be coming out Monday next week. And yeah. that's not the end of the series? No, it's part two of season four or season five, whatever you call it. Oh, probably season four, part two comes out probably other later in this year. If not, probably the following year. We just hope to get a better production time for this one. I thought this was the end. So now I'm like, wait, I have to commit more time. Oh <laughs> so yeah, this series. And, like Attack on Titan is great, but I thought, um, and maybe I was just like so mentally prepared for how this is going to end. I didn't consider that this isn't isn't actually the end. But yeah, Aaron, what would you kind of use your leave for? Oh, simple for the final episode and final chapter for Attack on Titan. <laughs> <laughs> agreed. Agreed. That'll be the only time that's it. But other than that, I rarely take holidays. That's it. Yeah. I think if it was like a favorite manga artist or like anime TV series and film director passing away, I think that would be really hard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah or like if Hayao Miyazaki like passed away, I think we'd all be like, what's going to happen? Yeah. <laughs> Studio Ghibli. I- <laughs> Oh, I feel yeah. like we're all ready for it though, because he how many that. times oh. he's retired? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's retired so many times. It's like we're all kind of ready for it. Like Listen, it's kind I'm... of like George R. R. Martin in was it Game of Thrones? He's kind of ready for it, even though the books haven't ended yet. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I think even if Hayao Miyazaki died, I wouldn't be worried because, like, after a few years, he'd just come back and go, "Oh wait, I got one more movie." <laughs> 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 I just like, thought even- awesome. That he finishes the movie and then passes away and not finishes it mid project. Like, yeah, his spirit will just come back and like stick yeah, itself no, in the studio yeah. and be like, do this. Yeah, he will find a way. <laughs> this is Hayao Miyazaki. Oh. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. I feel that way, especially for manga artists that maybe don't publish very often, but their published hmm. works are really good. So. Oh. If they if they take a while and it's like oh they, they have some kind of illness that sort of prevents them from working, I just feel concerned for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the state of the work in their house. So oh well, because that's something that I, I take really hard is if a story is incomplete, but you know, like there's no way of ever finding out how it's going to end. So yeah, that's the worst thing just in anything having an incomplete story. <laughs> yeah. Not that it ends badly. It's just that you never... Yeah, there's no completion. Yeah. yeah. That's why you watch K-dramas, because you know it always ends after 16 <laughs> episodes, not like oh. anime. You know, <laughs> it continues on for like 600 episodes. Like, what? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's... Is there much difference between K-dramas and J-dramas? It's just more off-topic. <laughs> I don't know. They're all... No. <laughs> don't watch many? I don't I watched a few. They, they all end. Yeah, there's nothing. There's no continuations unless like it's terrace house where it's just like. Is that the one where they're just like in a house living together? It's like a more yeah less Real. dramatic Real version of Big Brother. Is that kind of? It's like Big Brother, but nicer. Like they're not. <laughs> that sounds refreshing. Mean. <laughs> That's good though, because at least with you know sometimes with anime series you don't know if it's going to get a second season. With manga, you don't know when it's going to end. Um. Yeah, maybe maybe K-dramas is the way to go. Man, I feel like, <laughs> with, especially with Japanese media, with how much anxiety that sense of incompletion like has, in terms of like what kind of leave I'd want, I think we'd need support groups 
yeah it's not just leave it's like psychological yeah right yeah like you know you sit down with the counselor also how's how's are you going with the series not ending and then you have these these talks right you need a whole department for that in your own company yeah another thing that i it's kind of lesser than having this story incomplete it's like a series not getting a second season but really needs a second season (laughs) (laughs) sort of ending you're like wait that's it because they don't want to continue the manga adaptation of that i think that needs a counseling service all on its own (laughs) if you're sort of interested in an idol group and one of the idol members leaves how would you use your leave and who for we'd love to know so let us know at Asian Pop Nation. We're on facebook.com forward slash Asian Pop Nation and on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. So yeah, and if you aren't particularly interested in idol groups, what kind of lead would you want for your Asian pop culture fandom? Let us know there as well. But I think that's it. Thanks, everyone. And you've just reached the end of our show here at Asian Pop Nation. I'm Senya. I'm the EP here at Asian Pop Nation. You heard Celeste, JP, and Aaron join our discussions tonight. And if you miss any discussions or you want to revisit them, you can listen to our podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Just search Asian Pop Nation. And you can also send us your recommendations, questions, queries, messages, thanks, and requests on our social media pages. We're on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Asian Pop Nation. And we're also on Twitter and Instagram if you want to find our tag there. We're just at Asian Pop Nation. Hope you enjoy the show. Thanks so much for listening. And we hope you'll tune in next week at 8 p.m. on Tuesdays. This is Senya on behalf of the APN team signing off. Bye.